Well, good evening, friends, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name's John. I'm the minister at this church, and what a joyous occasion. The, the wonderful choir, the boy band. You know what? I've, I was waiting for my invitation to join the boy band, and I waited, and I waited, and it never came. But it was a brilliant, brilliant job, so thank you for that. Well, my name's John. I'm going to spend a few minutes reflecting on the two Bible readings we had this evening, and for us to think about, well, what is Christmas really about? And I'm so glad to see many boys and girls here this evening. Now, boys and girls, you notice what we find up here? You notice this? This wasn't here this morning. Look at this. What do you call this, boys and girls? Christmas presents. Now, any of you boys and girls, you've got Christmas presents under the tree already? Some do. Only some. Parents, what are we doing? <laughs> Only some. Now, I've got a big one here, and I've got a small one. I wonder what's in it. Now, I think I'm going to need some help. I'm going to ask some boys and girls to help me. I've got a small one. Should we go with the small one? It's pretty light, pretty light, and I've got a big one. It's actually very heavy. I'm going to need some help. So let me ask. I want a girl first, a mayor. Do you, any, you want to come up and help? You can pick which one you like, and, and you get to keep what's inside a mayor. How about that? Your first Christmas present. All right, come up, Amaya. So you, you've got a choice, Amaya. Oh, are you Amaya too? We've got two Amayas. <laughs> Amaya. We've got a, a light one, a small one, or a big heavy one that I can't even carry. Which one are you going to go for? The small one. Okay. Well, do you want to open it up? Turn around, open it up, and let's see what's inside. What do you reckon, adults? Is it going to be a good present inside? Just rip it, go for it. What is it? Okay, wave it up. What's that? Okay, popcorn box. But do you reckon that's all there is? You want to try open that, see what's inside that? Just chuck it on the floor. Let's see what's inside. The small one looks quite unimpressive. It's a popcorn box. Just rip it, Amaya. Go for it. Go for it. How about I keep it? Oh, you got it. Excellent. Take that out. What's that? Wow. Impressive. You want to put it above your head? That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That's nice. You picked the right one. You get to keep that, Amaya. All right, I've got one more big one. It's a very heavy one. Now, this time I want a boy. It's very heavy. Okay, Phil, you want to come up? Yep. Phil, you're going to come up. You're going to help me open this one. Let's see what's inside. And you get to keep it. All right, so go for it, mate. Open it up. Yep. <laughs> Don't hold back. All right, you have to be careful because it's very heavy. All right, you can open it up. Okay, pick it up. It's a brick. It's a br <laughs> Can you carry it? How about that? A brick. <laughs> Impressive. You want to take this home? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Actually, it's from my paving. I'm, I'm going to need it back. But we can't do that to you, Phil. I'll give you this one. Uh. Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, appearances sometimes fool us. They can sometimes fool us into 
thinking what's on the inside, what's on the outside. The appearances, you know, from the big box, it looks like it was going to be exciting, something big inside. But we've got a brick here. Not much use at all, unless you need to do some paving. But the little one looked quite unimpressive. It was a popcorn box, but inside we've got that, I don't even know what it is, some soft toy. <laughs> but I want us to think about Christmas a bit about this. I wonder if for many of us here and for many of you here, is our experience of Christmas just about the appearances, about what we see, what's on the surface? I wonder whether that's our experience of Christmas. I wonder whether that's your experience of Christmas without even knowing that you're just all caught up with the appearance of Christmas. Because what happens? What happens is that if we're just focused on the outside, the, the appearance, we lose the focus on what's on the inside, the substance, the meaning, the story. And we end up at Christmas only getting a brick. If we do not understand what's on the inside. You see, Christmas is far more than that. But I suspect you know that already. I mean, we sense this, don't we, when we go shopping. Have any of you gone to... Chatton Shopping Centre lately. Some of us, that's the closest one here. It is big and it is busy. Now, you go there and by all appearances, it looks like everyone is having fun. Everyone is enjoying themselves. Everyone's shopping, spending big. Now, do you know how much Australians spend during Christmas time? Australians, according to stats, spend $18.8 billion dollars. 18.8 billion, that's almost 19 billion, so that's 19 with nine zeros. That's enough to buy the whole state of Tasmania. That's a lot of money. It, it's on average, each household will be spending about $1,000. But, but by all appearances, it looks like we spend, we shop, it looks like Christmas is so cheerful, joyful. You see the decorations, it's up the Christmas tree, the lights. But I wonder, and I wonder whether you've wondered this as well, wandering, walking around Chatston or wherever you go for shopping, you wonder whether people are holding bags of presents. Beneath the surface, it's a different story. But beneath the surface, you wonder whether they're just overspending beyond their means just because they feel obligated. And you wonder whether some will spend and buy so much that they're still paying it off into the new year, three months, four months, five months down the track. And you wonder whether there will be people just shopping. Looks like they're happy, but inside it's a totally different story, completely. It looks like they're, you think and you hope they'll have a, a spring in their walk. The carols are playing, but instead what's happening is they're weighed down by the burden of Christmas. What is this all about? And you see for so many people, it's like Christmas just like getting a brick. It's not good at all. Or you go to around the streets at night time and you see Christmas lights around the homes. By all appearances, it looks like it's a wonderful home. If they've got lights up, Christmas tree, it looks like what's good on the outside must be like that on the inside. Now, this is my house. Oh, you can't even see it. <laughs> That's not very good at all. It's a bit like red and green dots. It's like our house has got chicken pox or something, but let's come back to this one. But you look at this house and you think, wow, Nice on the outside, must be good on the inside by all appearances. Must be nice, but you, you wonder whether the household on the inside, it'll be one where there is harmony, joy, 
laughter, a lot of celebration. Whether inside is in fact a family that's broken and messy with fractured relationships. And you wonder whether even a house like that, is it going to be a full house on Christmas Day? Or whether it will be a house where someone's going to do Christmas alone? And you wonder whether a house like that, even when it is filled with all festivities, eating and drinking, and I wonder whether this is your experience. It's, there's so many people around, it's crowded, but yet somehow inside you still feel lonely and isolated and miserable at Christmas and on Christmas Day. You see, by all appearances, it looks all good. But deep down, beneath the surface, it's a different story. And it's like grabbing a brick. I still remember a couple, of, in fact, a couple of decades ago, I got to do Christmas in Germany, in Hanover. I did my work experience there as an engineer many decades ago. And it was wonderful because it was my first and only white Christmas. And you couldn't ask for a better time to snow. It snowed on Christmas Eve. And so by all appearances, it was brilliant. What more could you ask for? But you see, beneath the surface, though it was nice outside, inside, it was okay, but I didn't have family around. And so you see, I wonder whether for many of us here, our experience of Christmas is just about the appearances, all on the outside, all on this surface, but deep below, it's a different story. And I wonder whether that's how we think about the Christmas story itself. We just scatter over the Christmas story. We think we know it, but we don't really know what is the substance, the meaning, the story itself. You see, the story of Christmas is a story of weakness, but it is also a story of incredible power. Have you ever thought about Christmas that way? A story about weakness, but a story about incredible power. You see, it's a story about weakness, because who was born on Christmas Day? Boys and girls, can anyone tell me? Jesus Christ, I'm glad I heard that, not Santa Claus. It is Jesus Christ. He was born on Christmas Day, but it's a story of weakness. What's so good about a baby born? There are thousands of babies born every day. What was so special about that baby? And babies are weak. They're helpless. They can't help themselves. Now, I'm a father. I've got three children of my own. These are their photos when, taken when they were all six months old. That's just to remind me, it's on my wall, it's to remind me that my children were once upon a time cute. No longer that, but once upon a time they were. And I still remember, they were tiny. I could hold them with one hand, and they were helpless. Hopeless. They couldn't, they couldn't survive if I didn't do it. In fact, if Yvonne didn't do anything, they wouldn't survive, my wife. But, but you see, babies are just helpless. It's a story of weakness. What do babies do when they're hungry? Do they walk up to the fridge, open the pantry, help themselves, fill themselves up? No, what do they do? They cry. Helpless babies. What do babies do when they're tired? Do they just go over to their room, put themselves to bed like any other normal human being? What do they do? They cry. And what do babies do when they're dirty? Do they just go to the toilet, sort themselves out like any other normal human being? What do babies do? They cry. It just shows how weak they are. And, and so the story of Christmas is a story of weakness. In fact, it is a staggering thought. Because who was that baby? If that baby was the Son of God, 
the one who made you and me. It is a staggering thought. One of my favourite authors, J.I. Packer, he puts it this way. He said, once God became man, the divine son became a Jew. The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wiggle and make noises, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. I mean, that's the Son of God. That's the Lord of the universe, just wiggling around, staring into the sky. And then we read on, the babyhood of the Son of God was a reality. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as this truth of the incarnation. It is more staggering, more marvellous than any work of fiction. And it's true. Another author said this, a kind of vast joke, he's talking about Christmas here, a kind of vast joke whereby the creator of the ends of the earth comes among us in diapers. It is scandalous, isn't it? It's a story of weakness, just a child, but yet the Son of God, wriggling, unable to do anything, but yet the Son of God. It's a story of weakness by all appearances. If that is your Christmas, then it's like you end up just getting the brick. You haven't picked rightly. You haven't seen what's inside. You haven't chosen or judged rightly. Because on the flip side, it is also a story of power. But it is weakness in, in the situations of the birth as well. You, you expect a, a royal baby born to have a royal fanfare. Before this baby Jesus, what did he get? He got the sound of animals. You expect any royal born to be born in a palace. Where was this baby born? He was, there was no room for him in the inn. No, no room for him in the guest house. This baby born, you expect at least a royal bed, silk sheets, but for him a manger, covered in swaddling cloths. It's a story of weakness. But appearances can fool. You see, it's also a story of power, incredible power. Because what happened at the birth of Jesus Christ? The skies were affected such that there was a star. Any star appeared because you were born. None appeared when I was born. Incredible power. And what happened? That star drew these wise men from the east who brought gifts fit for a king. They came to him on bended knees, worshipped him as king. Incredible power. And more than that, on the announcement of this birth, King Herod, the king at that time, he was terrified, insecure with his own reign, that he even tried to get rid of all the boys two years and under. But it is a story of incredible power because of who he was and who he is. And in our reading we just read, we read of who he is, the one who came to earth as a baby. It is staggering. The one who came to earth as a baby is the one who flung the billions of stars into the sky and knows them all by name. He is the one who came to earth. The one that came to earth is the one who gave you life and gave me life. And we are alive today because of him. You see, that's what we read in Colossians 1. For by him, that is Jesus Christ, the one who was born, by him all things were created. 
things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. Which means we actually only celebrate Christmas rightly if we know that we were made for him, the baby born. We celebrate it rightly when we know that we were made for him. And we sing about it, don't we? We sing about his weakness. We sang it before, once in royal David's city, for he is our childhood's pattern. Day by day, like us, he grew. He was little, weak and helpless, tears and smiles like us he knew. The story of Christmas is a story of weakness, just an ordinary human baby, so weak, so fragile, in needing of help, but yet power. And we'll sing later, joy to the world, let earth receive her king. He is king of kings and the lord of lords. That's what they sing in Handel's Messiah, king of kings and lord of lords. And so what do you do if he is the king? Let every heart prepare him room. He is Lord, just like the Magi on bended knees, worshipping the king. And so this Christmas, let me urge you, boys and girls, parents, adults, all of us, we can sell ourselves short if we just go by Christmas by mere appearances. We'll end up with a brick, and it's not good. Your Christmas will be just like holding a brick, and that's all you get. Mere appearances. This Christmas, don't sell ourselves short. This Christmas, it is about Christ, God's gift to us, that we might know God, be with God now and forever. And so this Christmas, don't be fooled by appearances. We will have fun. Tinsels, lights, Christmas trees, singing. But what is really happening at the centre of your life? Is it about the Christ, the Christ of Christmas, the one who became weak like us, but the one of incredible power, the one who demands that we worship him. Well, I do wish you a Merry Christmas and do reflect on that this Christmas. Amen. All right, hand it back to you, Yoli.